0: Shaking cats and kittens. I'm Rob Lee from Getting to the Truth in Art. and this podcast is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, Bazaar. Bazaar is a gift shop for those seeking the strange and unusual. Got morbid curiosity? Got an interest in natural history? Bazaar's got you covered. Bazaar specializes in antique medical equipment, jewelry, prints, funerary antiques, and many other morbid gifts. The inventory is ever changing. I'm wearing a great death's head moth pin. And I'm enjoying this hand-poured candle called Overgrown Cemetery. It's great. It has the studio smelling awesome. Head on over to 3534 Chestnut Avenue in Baltimore, Senantham the neighborhood, and see what they got to offer at Bazaar. Tell them Rob Lee sent you. Welcome to getting to the truth in this art. I am your host, Rob Lee, and today's guest is a visual artist, live painter, arts educator and muralist. Originally from Detroit, Michigan, we have Chris Batten. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Well, what's up? What's up? Um, You know, definitely delighted to be here, honored to um, be on the podcast and um, yeah, looking forward to the conversation. Yeah, um, I'm glad
0: we were talking a little bit before we got uh, started with this. I was like, how would you find me? It's like, I don't know. I'm out there. I'm tapped in. My ear is dirty because I got it to the streets. Actually, it's covered in paint because I got it to the art street. Yeah, let's go. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's cool to kind of it's always interesting to talk to people who have m- moved in because they they have a different relationship. To to Baltimore, which ultimately this pod is about. So we'll we'll kind of talk about that a little bit, but let's get into it. I gave that thirty, maybe forty, because I get further out that forty thousand foot view of what your creative uh, outlet is and what your creative interest is.
1: What d- describe your workforce? Um, so I actually uh, function in two worlds. Um, I'm a I'm an abstract painter and a representational painter, which. Um, some artists do that a lot don't um, and um you know it is a it is a risky um thing to do um in terms of the art world, but I use one to inform the other so i I work on a series of abstract paintings and then use the discoveries from those to influence my representational paintings um, so my work is about um political issues, just everyday life mm-hmm. um. Yeah, a little bit of everything, you
0: know. So, so yeah. for for those who are uninitiated, speak speak more on the. As I, I understand, abstract a little bit more, but speak on the represent representational side. Is that more of like the opposite, the an- antithesis of uh, of of abstract,
1: or like how how would you describe that? Um. So, uh, I primarily paint people. Um. In my representational work. So. Gotcha. Yeah. Um. A lot of paintings. I think all of my representational paintings have a person in them. So, okay. <laughs> Yeah.
0: Well. I, mean, I I like when you talk to someone that's like uh, a, a, a black painter or what have you. It's like, yeah, your browns, your browns are great. <laughs> you, <laughs> you get the browns right because not everybody does. Man, look at some look at some <laughs> old anime or pop art. You're like, oh, oh yeah, man, it's, it's just <laughs> one shade. It's not great, brother. <laughs> yeah. So, you, you touched on. Um, it's like uh you touched on maybe some of the political things i noticed that uh in, re- in reading over some of your stuff and looking at some of your stuff one straight up your 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 work is great i i dig it um so in it you you touched on it has like that political thing there it has just kind of what's on your mind at times or what have you how you want to depict it speak more on what ideas concerns or objectives have motivated
1: your work so um in the past, uh, few years, um, well, I'll start this way. So I started, um, studying martial arts when I was eight and my dad is my teacher. Okay. So, um, I've been doing it now for, I guess, going on 30, 31 years. Um, I've been studying martial arts and, um, there are, there's just a lot of philosophy, um, that I've gained from, from doing uh, martial arts, a lot of understanding of not only myself, but the world outside of myself. And, um, and what I began to think about, uh, over the past few years is realizing that this notion of fighting is something that extends beyond just like physical combat. It's like, you know, it's something that you can do not only physically, but conceptually And, 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 and the human condition um puts us in a situation where we all have to fight for or against something, so my work is um is about that is 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 chronicling um the fights that we all um either choose to take on or in some um cases are circumstantially forced to um take on so um yeah that's been my focus for the past few years like um just to give you an example um I started a series a couple of years ago called no play fighting. And, um, in that series, I chronicled people, um, who I felt were fighters and, and kind of, um, the, the fights that they had chosen to, um, to lead. So I'm an educator. Um, so I painted a couple of educators. I painted an artist, um, friend of mine who does a lot of activism outside of his practice. Um, I went to a Baltimore ceasefire rally, which was like incredible. I mean, man, it was, it was incredible. So I, I, I painted a scene from that. I mean, just, di- just different um, fights that, that I see people leading and, you know, I just want, want people to get from the work that, you know, you're, you're not in this alone. You know, we all have these things to contend with. So. So, so. What, what, what was the martial art by the way? Uh, I study a style called goatee. It's, it's pretty rare. It's a Chinese um, style, but it's um, it's a grappling style. But um, whereas in something like jujitsu, the ground is the first resort for us. It's last resort. Oh, so, OK, yeah,
0: gotcha. Huh, uh, hmm. Maybe a conversation for a later time. Uh, <laughs> so. I'll, I'll skip ahead because I, I, I don't want to leave that point about the, the the fight being a theme, right? Um, so what do you, what's your take on the importance or describe the importance of checking in to oneself and to know that we are always fighting, whether it be with ourselves or outside or any of those things? Why is it important to always check in with yourself to know that there is a fight? Don't think that because things feel sweet that there is not a, not a fight, that we shouldn't be complacent. We should, we should kind of be alert of things. What are, what are your thoughts around that?
1: Um, yeah, I, I think, um, introspection is, is necessary. And, and the funny thing about that is I feel like these times have really forced that on people, um, you know, with us being isolated so much as we have been for the past, you know, year or so, um, yeah, it's kind of forcing us to to look inside, which is a good thing. But, um, yeah, I I just think it's a necessity for growth. Like, um, I mean, it's the only way you're, you're gonna grow. If you fight those, you know, say negative tendencies that you've had to, you know, say, I don't know, sabotage opportunities in your life, for example, like you, you have to fight against those things or yeah, you're not gonna grow. And I, I mean, you know, this is just my personal opinion, but I I feel like, um, the purpose of life is for us to grow, to not be the same as we were the day before. Um, and, um, yeah, so I, I I think it's, I think it's very important to, to recognize that and, um, and just, uh, don't allow yourself to be, to grow complacent. Um, because essentially the world's not going to let you be complacent. (laughs) I mean, that's, that's what I have learned. I, I think I go
0: back on to the um in a very general general overview sense of some of the things you talk about in like uh uh therapy. And you have the the F's, you know, fight, flight, and there are some other ones. Some might one like, might be a four letter word, another one might be uh you know, <laughs> used different ways. And I, I think the the primal ones are fight or flight and flight is, is fear. And, you know, you're running away for whatever reason, but I think for me, my natural inclination is to fight and I, and because I'm always thinking and it's like, nah, that's a way to do this. That's a way to get past this. That's a way to get past this challenge. And I think when you're able to see that and understand that it, it enables you to navigate through life in a different way. And mm-hmm. the reason that I think it's important to to touch on that is cause as you touched on, it's been the last better part of the last year. You're sitting there in your own juices, just doing mm-hmm. and there's been a lot of things that have happened, especially for people that look like you and me oh, the over the yeah. last year. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and I think for the people that got out there, especially just being out there and not posting about it, but really being about it, they they're fighting. They're, they're fighting in spite of a pandemic. They're fighting in spite of just everything sucks. We don't know what's happening. And they're just yeah. fighting for what's right. And that's important to know why you're doing it and what you're doing. Um, so, 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 so stepping back, uh, you, you touched on um, representation on abstract. So what other maybe artistic movements or artists maybe have had an influence on you or that
1: you admire? Um, so, I mean, there's a, the list is like miles long, but I'll try, I'll try to keep this like kind of, um, concise, um, here. <laughs> um, so I say the painter that I'm looking at the most now is Jenny Saville. Okay. Um, and she's, she's entered a space that I would like to enter in terms of my practice. And I feel like her paintings, um, and I'm putting that in air quotes, Okay exist in a space where they're, they're between representation and abstraction. Mm. They're also between drawing and painting. And I know this is kind of like, I'm looking at some of our work right now. Yeah. But, um, but I think, I think she's in a, in a space right now that I, I I just, I think is incredible and it's somewhere that I want to be. So I've been looking, um, at her work consistently for probably about the last 15 years, but, um, where it's taken off, in the last, I say about three or four years, is just incredible to me. Um, also, I draw a lot of a lot of influence from Charles White, um, the late Charles White, um, Aaron Douglas, who I've been looking at a lot lately. Um, Amy Sherrod is um, is a hero of mine as well. Um, uh, let me see, I'm trying to think of like older school painters, Anders Zorn, John Singer Sargent, um, are painters that I I really love and, uh, admire, um, in terms of their skill. Um, another kind of low key American painter is Frank Dovnyk, um, who I look at a lot. Um, Henry Ossawa Tanner. Um, and, um, yeah. Like I said, I could go on and on. I'll, I'll stop
0: there. I'll just stop I'm there. just, I'm just taking down notes right here. I'm trying to be, you know, not, not a philistine here. Uh, so, because one of the things I've noticed recently, um, that, uh, that I, I I've, I had an interview with a jazz musician and he made the distinction to say that my influences are not only in my genre or don't only play my instrument. And I think that that's a key thing. Like, you know, I'm still trying to get over the notion that podcasting is actually an art form and that's a conversation for a different time, but outside of, of painters, do you have any musical influences or is music a part of what you're doing? Like when you're doing your work, are you listening to anything? And what's it kind of in that space for you?
1: Um, So I'm a huge jazz head. So that, that also um, uh, influences me in a lot of ways. So when I um, got my undergraduate degree, my thesis was on, um the improvisational, the the improvisational aspects of painting okay in relation to the improvisational aspects of jazz so like i'm really okay into jazz and specifically um i listen to a lot of coltrane huh west montgomery and uh-huh. pat metheny okay um yeah I, I, those are like my my tops but i mean i have a huge um jazz collection i mean i listen to classical music i listen to hip-hop of course uh-huh. um, i got some bluegrass i got
0: a little bit of everything we, we got to trade notes i've recently I, I have the record player and i got a fair amount of vinyl for the holidays um i i want to be the angry man of podcasts i want to be like the podcast <laughs> equivalent of charles mangas i'm working on cultivating mass i just had to get oh, my yeah. hair to grow back but uh i want to just run up on people but <laughs> <Just, laughs> be really good at what i do but also run up on people <laughs> uh, so that's the thing and and also I have a similar temperament so it's, it's a thing um, so that, that's great uh, because I think it, it's it, it's multiple things it, it's when we get siloed and we only look at this kind of monolithic we do this one thing and that's all it is it's like there got to be other things to influence you like that's sounds right I, I'm really into street art and pop art because it connects to these other kind of like pop culture these other things that I've seen in other spaces I'm like okay cool and when someone has those kind of sensibilities and it may be something that looks like just I, and again I'm a novice when it, when it comes to describing any of this stuff but it comes to something that looks like oh this is really traditional this is like gallery oriented this person is super refined they're trained artists all of this stuff they went to art school all of that but you see that sensibility and it's like all right I can have a beer with you I can rock with too, yeah. And that's and that's what I'm look. That's what I look for sometimes. And I think it shows that kind of carryover that this person is an observer. And when you describe like the music, like this is what you're into, I I dig it. And it has to have some reflection in the work that you're doing. I think it has that classical sense to it, and it's black. Uh, So, in in speaking of that, and speaking of uh, of kind of art in a general space, visual art in a general space. What do you think are the key elements for good composition?
1: Huh, that's a really, <laughs> really good question. It's a ballbuster. I mean, it comes out of nowhere. <laughs> doesn't it? Um. Wow. I mean, I, I can I guess I can only speak to to that in terms of my practice. Mm-hmm. Like for me, the way that I manipulate color mm-hmm. um, plays. I feel like the most important role in terms of how I arrange compositions um you know controlling the intensity of color like what colors i'm using um where they are on the canvas Mm -hmm. um i think is is the most important thing for me um but yeah i mean there's there are formulas for this actually um that i i guess follow or sometimes do sometimes don't um i mean there's like the golden ratio and all of that stuff i mean but um but yeah, I think for me, the most significant factor that I use to arrange compositions is, is how I place color. OK. Um, yeah. yeah.
0: That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. As I'm, I'm looking at the few, I, I will not show them to you. The uh, <laughs> the few paintings that I've done when I when I thought I wanted to drift back into it. Uh, it was I was one of those like young kids that, hey, you got glasses. You like to draw all the time. And it's like, hey, let's work on these murals. And I didn't paint anything for like 20 years. 20 years maybe and then just came back to it and i had this goal of trying to do like what is it an 8 by 14 size canvas or something like or maybe 11 by 14 size canvas uh like once a month i had that goal and just stuff that i was thinking of and i got through about half of the year and then i had i I moved and i didn't have any of my resources so i was just like all right i guess i'll just be drawing but I'm, i'm looking at those and That is, I understand based on what you were saying in in looking at my own stuff and it's nowhere near like anyone's like professional thing, but I I can see that the importance of what I was attempting to do was in color. It was just this color represents something from the most basic uh, uh, marketing sense, right? I was a marketing uh, person and yellow means this, green means that, Pantone, and just that's how it's expressed in the stuff that I tried to do and the feelings and such that I tried to convey. So, yeah uh what draws you to to painting more than maybe other mediums maybe sculpting or or something on those lines what draws you to painting more than that
1: um so for me like and this this is funny like i spend way more time painting than i than i do drawing even though my practice is kind of split between the two um but Back in the day, I used to draw like way more than I painted. And it was I I thought painting was weak. Like I I just thought like there's a a French artist, um, jean August Dominique Angs. I can never say his his last name correctly, but um, he he held that opinion. Um, So he was known mostly for his drawings, um, but he did these incredible paintings. But he just felt like um, painting is, um, is an easier mechanism for hiding mistakes. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I think I kind of felt the same way. Mm -hmm. And, um, it wasn't until I was in undergrad and, um, one of my mentors, um, he's an illustrator, Joseph Daniel Fiedler. He's also like a really incredible painter. And when I saw the stuff he was making, it just like made me want to, want to paint. And, um, um, yeah, I think there's so much that you can do with color. There's so much you can do with the way that the paint is applied. And that's something that I started to, um, explore when I was in grad school. Like I never really thought about those things until I got to grad school and, uh, my professor, um, did lectures on that. But like, there's something that, um, paint does to the viewer when it drips or something that it does when it's clumped, uh, clumped on or yeah. when it's um, spread really thinly or, you know, and I, I had never explored those things. And like now I'm finding a lot of um, joy in exploring like different ways of applying paint. And uh, yeah, it can, it can do a lot of things. It can suggest a lot of things. And I think um, I think that's why I'm drawn more to painting now.
0: I got two questions, and then I have the challenging question. I I hit this one in there. You don't. You don't even have this one. I'm going to ask you early. (laughs) You don't have any like weird food allergies, right? Because I got a question for you. That's going to be. I do not. No, I don't. All right. As as I know, anyway. We good then? I'll save that one for you for later. That's the the Baltimore question. But um, well, two of the Baltimore questions. Uh, for (laughs) for you, real quick. Uh, what would be. If so, if, what's your, this, this icebreaker thing, what's your, um, do you have an unusual talent? And if so, what would it be? Can you mm. juggle? Can you break dance? Like, what would um, it be? Like, I'm a mean
1: shower singer. Okay. Just Luther in <laughs> and, the shower? Uh, <laughs> and then also, but well, no, ser- seriously, um, so I used to, um, when I was five, my uncle, um, introduced me to steel tip darts. And so I'm like a an expert darter. <laughs> like I used to be like nationally rated. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, that's kind of like a hidden, hidden talent. I, I I love shooting darts. So, okay.
0: More, more things uh, to talk about. I got a dartboard for my birthday last year. Oh, I nice studio with me. And, uh, nice. I, I went to, um, Dallas for a wrestling show and my, my buddies, they left me cause they wanted to watch a movie. Uh, they wanted to see Spider-Man and I already seen it. And, uh, so we had like a layover, like period of time. So I just went to a bar and I just, like play darts for like two hours and i was like yeah, yeah i don't know if you watch baseball but whenever there's like a smooth like caribbean pitcher he has the hat cock to the angle oh, yeah. and i was throwing it like i was in like a dominican pitcher and i was like <laughs> all right i'm a little bit too cool with this i to hit somebody <laughs> uh so so that is that um so you've been here how, how long have you have you lived in baltimore
1: uh five going on six years so yeah i moved here in august of 2015
0: okay so so you 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 came at a very interesting time in this this yes
1: Uh, yes
0: so what would you say is um maybe let's say two to three interesting traits about uh art in baltimore that that you've noticed in, in being here for the last five six years
1: um like i like um i like the sense of community here like um like people are like artists here are just really cool, like very approachable. Like, you know, no like there aren't very many people walking around with their noses in here, you know? Like, um, <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> I
0: put <my> nose up. <laughs> yeah,
1: and I I I like that, you know. That's that's one thing that I, I've become uh particularly fond of since I've been here. Um also like I mean there are just like artists that are like really, really innovative here. Like people just doing things that I've like never seen before, you know? And I come from a a pretty large art scene um, in Detroit. And um, yeah, I've seen some things here I've never seen before. I mean, just like very interesting and inspiring things in terms of uh, creativity here. And then um, last, I would say, um, I like the way... Um, I think it's interesting how people are turning these in what I would consider to be in conventional spaces into gallery spaces, like, mm. um, you know, like their homes or, yeah. you know, they're opening up parts of their home as, as galleries or things like that. Like, I think that's amazing too, you know, like, like Waller, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, or, um, there's this, uh, other gallery that I went to, um, yeah, there's Waller. There was uh there's this one called Blue Door, Gallery Blue Door that's mm-hmm. uh like that. Um yeah, there's a few others that I've kind of like stumbled stumbled into and I, I think I think that's awesome. Building codes be damned. We're getting this art out here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now here
0: here's the ballbuster question. Uh this is this is the one that might get you kicked out of Baltimore, huh? <laughs> man. Sorry. I got to do it. You know, I I like it's like that that scene from American Gangster when he's like, look, you come here, you got to let me know before you come across that bridge. That's the way I treat it. You come across (laughs) the harbor. I don't know how you're going to get here. All right. So uh, your chicken box, (laughs) (laughs) what's what is on your chicken box? What are three things that's in it? I understand you got the fries. You got the chicken, obviously.
1: What goes on your chicken in and, and fries? Now, now I'm gonna be honest. It, it was my students who put me up on this because first when I saw them eating it, uh-huh. I was like, "This is a no go." Like where I come from, we don't do ketchup on chicken. But uh-huh. I tried it. Uh-huh. No, here's the thing. I oh, tried up. the salt, pepper, and ketchup, and I actually like it. I will okay. say, I finally got the 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 guts to try it, and it's it's pretty good. So okay. yeah. I, I, I can rock with it. Okay, you know, you got the answer right. You know, me, I, I personally
0: do not do mines that way. I'm a heathen. I'm, I'm atypical. It's like, it's like that part of, I think when you talk about like Atlanta or something like that, it's like, there's some weirdos in Atlanta. I'm in that part of Baltimore. It's like, I do hot sauce and Western fries. I don't
1: do all the rest of that stuff. See, that's what, where I come from in Detroit. Yeah, that's what we do. We do hot sauce. Yeah. Like, so yeah, I was like, when I first saw that, I'm like, why are you eating ketchup on chicken? But it's like, it's actually pretty good. Like it's, it's actually pretty good though. Yeah, you know? I mean,
0: if you go further down, this is how you like. I, I went to Morgan, right, and there was a, a fair amount of people from the the the, the DMV, as they call it. Uh, I don't really call it that, but a fair amount of people in the area, and then you have people from like up north. And the way you would find out who was who. Not based on accent and things like that, you would find out what they put on their hot sauce. So, like the it was a spot over there in Northwood, they would have mambo sauce, hot sauce, ketchup, and then occasionally they would have like pork fried rice. And I was like, the New Yorkers are eating this pork-fried rice. That's who's here <laughs> for that. I was like, Where I was like, just give me hot sauce, give me Louisiana hot sauce, and we are all set. <laughs> so that's all the questions I got.
1: Um, anything that you want to shamelessly plug, your your site, where can he find you on social media, all of that good stuff. Um, So my website is cbatten.com. So that's uh, C is in Charlie, B-A-T-T-E-N.com. And then my Instagram uh, handle is at cbattenart. That's all one word. So, yeah. um, um, Other than that, I'm super excited because I just got uh, juried into New American Paintings. So I just want to put that out there. I'm super geeked about that. So, yeah. yeah, I think that issue will come out, um, at the beginning of June. Um, it's the South, um, issue number one fifty four. I think is the name of it. So look out for that. Oh yeah. Um, and yeah, that's, that's it.
0: So, um, I want to thank you again for coming on this podcast. This has been a treat.
1: Yeah, man. I, like I say, I, I, I can't thank you enough for, um, for having me, you know, I really enjoy, you know, talking about art and, um, yeah. You know, just being a part of what you're doing, man, it's, it's an honor.
0: So. Much, much appreciated. So for uh, Christopher Batten, Chris Batten, I am Rob Lee saying that there is art in and around Baltimore. You just got to look for it.